0: Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli
1: Podcast. I'm oh, sorry, I was holding my breath so I didn't spread COVID. I was taking a picture and uh holding my breath it was a selfie i was taking a selfie but i still was holding my breath just to make sure i didn't give myself uh coffee that's what i was just doing right there uh good afternoon and welcome to the podcast great to have you with me this afternoon hope you're having a great day rainy miserable out <laughs> anybody want to buy a cannon the whole cannon argument. Can't buy a cannon. So uh, Biden was in New York today talking about uh, crime control. And of course, to the left, crime control is gun control. It's not criminal control. It's uh, it's it's gun control. It's all they know. And Biden's saying the fake, fake story, the fake lie that you couldn't buy a cannon back when the Second Amendment was ratified, which of course is a lie. In fact, during the Civil War, most of the cannons that were used, uh, well, many, I should say, not most, but many were privately owned, you know that um, I've been saying for a while now there's a mindset in this country and the mindset is that prosecutors who think that criminals are victims, stop me if you've heard this one before, uh, like take Philadelphia, for example, four carjackings a day is our average and we are... Uh, getting worse and worse by, by, the, by the day. It, we really are. It's, 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 it's so bad in the city right now. And we have a very woke prosecutor, obviously, who views criminals as victims. I want to share with you this, and I, I read this on Mark Levin's show last night, the very, very end. I had the uh, opportunity to phone for the great one. Always appreciate that. Councilwoman sends sympathy to relatives of slain NYPD cops and their killer. A city council member from Harlem offered her sympathy to both the relatives of two NYPD cops gunned down last week and to their killer. My deepest condolences to the families of Officer Rivera, Officer Mora, and LaShawn McNeil. She wrote on Twitter on Tuesday. Lives lost due to broken public safety and mental health systems that spare nobody. Harlem stands with the families of the fallen. And we will not stop fighting for a safer world for all. Now, remember something. The two officers... Were assigned to the 32nd precinct. They were ambushed last Friday by McNeil after responding to a domestic disturbance at the suspect's mother's Harlem apartment. This is um, the officers were, were both uh, laid to rest this week. And uh, McNeil burst through a door and shot both officers with an illegally modified Glock handgun before a third cop shot the suspect. Rivera, a rookie with the department, died Friday night. Mora, 27 years old, died Tuesday after being taken off life support. It's a tragic situation, horrible situation. The whole city mourns and cops from all over Philadelphia sent two busloads of cops to show their support to these phone officers at the funeral. But this socialist lawmaker, you have to understand, I mean, her mindset and she just gives it away right there. Everything that I said, which is that the criminal is the victim. The shooter is a victim of society. It's a victim of society. You see, because, because, Remember what she says in her tweet, and she gives this away. Lives lost due to broken public safety and mental health systems that spare nobody. See, he's a victim of the system, a broken system. And and it could be mental health. It could be the capitalist system, the banking system. It could be the education system, whatever the system. The system failed this man, and that's why he shot and murdered two police officers. It's not because he wanted to get away. It's because the system failed him. And so we have sympathy for him, she does obviously, we have sympathy for him if, if we're on the left because it's it's not his fault, you see. If you really go into the the, the sickness that is taking over this country right now, and it's rooted in, in a philosophy of Marxism, and that really is what Marxism is all about, that, the, that, that society creates criminals by the fact that they just don't have enough stuff, and if you spread it out accordingly, you won't have crime anymore, of course it's a bunch of BS, but... The sickness that is pervasive in our country is, is that prosecutors believe this stuff and then view people like this human excrement as being a victim of society. And then you have the Hollywood clan who views the funeral of cops as fascist. You have uh, Susan Sarandon, the actress tweeting out something like if all these cops aren't needed to fight crime today, are they ever needed? You know, the sea of blue that was marching in the parade. Um, Look, it's not an easy job to be a cop. Obviously, it's incredibly difficult. I would never want to do it. I, I, I don't know how they, they do it. I, I honestly have the greatest respect for them because it's a very tough job. You risk your life. The pay is not that great. And of course, if one cop does something wrong, you, you're you guilty too. So, you know, one cop will do something that's horrific and then every cop in America is brushed with the same sin and that's terrible. Uh, you don't know if you're going to see your family again. You, you, you're trying to do the right thing. You don't become a cop for any other reason. For the, I mean, look, are there exceptions? There's exceptions to every rule in life, but I'm talking about the the overwhelming majority. Obviously, they go into the business of being a police officer because they want to do they want to do good, they want to do right, they wanna they want to be on the right side of the law, and they want to fight crime. And they're not perfect, obviously. They have to be held accountable when they're not. But it's a tough job, and when you don't have prosecutors that have their back, and when you don't have, uh, you don't know if you're going to see your family again, and when there an officer is shot dead, in this case, two of them, executed doing the job, it sends a chill, a shiver throughout every cop doing the job. And so they all support each other because it's a tough job and it's a family. And being the son of a cop, I can tell you that that, that aspect of it is incredibly important. And there's a lot of emotional toll that's going to be taken on these cops, the survivors. There's survivor guilt they'll go through. There's, there's fear. There's a lot of things that happen that, that the police officers will go through who were, who are still alive today. Uh, and it's 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 a very difficult thing to deal with, and so the camaraderie is very important. But to Susan Sarandon, it's fascism. To that teacher in New York who tweeted out and said this is what fascism looks like, a, a, a parade, a somber parade or a happy parade, it's not fascism. That's not what that is. Although the left loves fascism, they just don't want to admit it. Fascism, of course, is top-down control of everything, and they love that. Just look at their handling of COVID. They love fascism. The idea that one guy's in charge... Of everything. I mean, I, I, fasci- fascistic policies happen all the time in emergencies, and we're seeing it still play out in COVID, where we essentially suspend the legislature and we make the executive the supreme ruler of everything. How, how is that? That's literally what fascism is. It's it's strong, centralized government on down, uh, and it's it's uh, it's a terrible system of government. But I think that we've, we see fascistic tendencies in this country constantly. But it's not from people marching in support of a fallen law enforcement officer, a brother cop. It's not that. That's not fascism. Fascism are, are political policies. Fascism is what happens when you have people that would love the states to just, like, for example, shut the hell up, the cities to shut up, and then just have you know, Il, Il Duque at the top making all the decisions for everybody on down. Which is literally the system of government they had in Italy under Mussolini. But I digress. Biden today, when he was in New York, starts by going on and says he wants cities to follow New York's lead. Uh, Things are hopefully will get better with Eric Adams as mayor. He's a former cop. But remember, he's still a Democrat. And unfortunately, I think he's got some socialist ideas himself. Socialism is the problem. It is a big problem. Uh, But New York was almost destroyed by Bill de Blasio and, and his covid policies and his fascistic tendencies. But this is what Biden said today regarding New York. I'll play this for you here.
0: I want to help every major city follow New York's lead. Crime is up 38% overall in New York City this year, with shootings up 32%, transit crime up 70%, and car thefts jumping a staggering 93%.
1: Now, I still think Philadelphia is worse, but uh, obviously, you know. <laughs> now, how do Americans feel about Biden's handling of crime? This is from MSNBC, the far-right network MSNBC. Take a listen.
0: Well, let's look at the polling on this issue and Biden approval on key issues, handling of gun violence, 69 percent disapprove, handling of crime, 64 percent disapprove i mean those are those are pretty bad numbers for president biden his approval rating in general isn't so great and part of the issue is because crime is up in, in at least some big cities i know you just mentioned a few words down but the perception out there that that things are getting out of control post-pandemic isn't doing him any favors
1: you're right and those are serious uh, numbers and that, that's a real problem for the president between the economy And this this use of his handling of crime, it's it's a real issue. It's a real problem for Biden, of course. So what does he want to do? Of course, what do the Democrats want to do to regain their mojo? (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, well, uh, they want to do a number of things, like, for example, probably arrest kids, like in Loudoun County, Virginia. This is the assistant principal of the Loudoun County Elementary School informing parents their children who arrive maskless, even though this school is violating the policy of the governor of Virginia. Um, this is what will happen to those kids right here. Until you arrive, your children will be held in an in school restriction situation here at school. Um, it is important that I point out to so you, it's stated in. In the letter that she'll receive but it's important that i point out to you that they are not allowed on campus or on loudon county public school property um, starting tomorrow it will be considered trespassing so it's important that i make that statement to you uh, but we'll look forward to hearing from you uh, via phone so you can let us know when so you'll how, be able how to long can up. how long can they be suspended for the guidelines that we're receiving from the county is students this, by the way, just so you know how serious this is, uh, in Virginia, trespassing is a class one felony that holds a 12 month sentence and a twenty five hundred dollar fine. Got it? That's what that's what that is, and this is insane. So this is the kind of law enforcement that the left wants to do right now. Uh, they asked a the New Yorker today on the street about Joe Biden coming to New York about crimes Biden's through Biden's Fox News. Very
0: an issue. I know people won't get on the subway. people rearrange their day
1: around it crime is out of control in new york city when you get too lax these type of things happen you know during these times you know you know people are desperate it's all political that's why he's coming it's all political. That's why he's coming. It's a damn shame, right? Now, so then the question, of course, is what is Biden going to do to try to get his mojo back up when it comes to this issue? Well, obviously, what he's going to do is he's going to go after the guns. That's what he's going to do.
0: We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment was passed. Is there no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons? But that's another issue.
1: The Second Amendment has never banned Americans from owning guns, by the way. Certain types of guns were never banned. And you could buy cannons. Yes, people had cannons. They had cannons up and through the Civil War. Uh, As uh, Tom Elliott pointing out on Twitter, in fact, through the Civil War, almost all cannons in the U.S. military were privately provisioned. Of course, U.S. military would bring together militias, which are made up of private citizens, Private citizens who owned lots of guns. Uh, there was no ban on guns back then. There was no ban on certain kinds of weapons. That's a lie that the left always says. But so, but let's let's pretend for a second that that's the issue here. Do you think that would have stopped that pos who shot the two cops, murdered the two cops with a modified Glock? I mean, that's illegal to modify that gun the, the way he did it. Is that would, there is a law against that? Without there's also a law against shooting cops. It clearly didn't stop him, right? So what this is then again is this, this is about banning guns. The left hates guns. They hate them. And they want to ban them and every time they talk about crime, they then quickly go to start talking about guns. That's all they do. That's all they know. That's all they can do. It's it's, it's just they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves because they love they love to ban guns. It just makes them so happy.
0: And we put together a comprehensive strategy to combat gun crime in cities like New York, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and many other cities, San
1: Francisco. Gun crime. A gun crime involves, it, it, as I hear that, I think to myself, a gun is out there committing a crime. But you have to excuse me for a second. I'm a father with three kids, and we watch a lot of uh, kids' movies around here. We're a big movie family, you know, Toy Story, for example. And in Toy Story, the toys come to life at night. In the movie Cars, the cars are alive. Cars are living, breathing cars. Anyway, I don't know if there's a movie called Guns where the guns are alive and the guns are committing all these crimes. I think in the left's mind there is. Or maybe at night when everybody goes to bed, the guns all wake up and get themselves out of the gun lock and they all come downstairs and they party and they dance. and Then they go out and commit crimes. I don't know. I don't know what Democrats in their mind envision. Because in their mind, first of all, gun owners (laughs) at night dis... You know, break their guns apart and lock them away in separate, separate lockers so that they can't have access to the weapon. Which, of course, defeats the purpose of self-defense. But in the left's mind, that's what they do. But I guess at night, then the guns all come back together magically, going through these multiple different gun vaults and gun safes and gun locks, and then they then they come together and then they go out and they go commit crimes. I, it's just so stupid.
0: First. We want to crack down on the flow of firearms used to commit violence. That includes taking on and shutting down rogue gun dealers.
1: Rogue gun dealers. And again, this is the great lie that the left always puts, that there are gun dealers out there selling guns that you don't have to get a background check through. The only gun dealers who sell guns where you don't need a backtrack are criminals selling black market guns on the streets. That's it. That's the only time. That's it. Again, this is another great lie of the left.
0: At, uh, and it's, it's about doing background checks. It's everybody well gets a back. Everybody
1: much, gets a background check except the criminals who buy guns illegally on the streets. Period.
0: It's selling uh, uh, of that, making sure that people who are not allowed to have a gun don't get the gun in the first place. Well, get- the
1: people that are not allowed to have a gun are getting guns on the streets illegally. Do you not understand that? And many of those guns come here from, you guessed it, China. And also they're smuggled in through the southern border. And because criminals sell guns and they buy guns from each other, this is not about them walking into a Delaware Valley, Delaware Valley Sports Center and buying a firearm. You can't go there and buy one without a background check. That is such a lie that is told by this president constantly.
0: For any of the press, any of the press listening, this doesn't violate anybody's Second Amendment right. There's no violation of a Second Amendment right. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this this uh, amendment was passed. And so no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. But that's another issue. And uh, look, one of the things that we focused on, the Attorney General and I, and we're getting to the point where I think we're going to...
1: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right, right? So you can't buy a cannon. You know you know what? Uh, if you wanted to buy a cannon back then, you could. But I guess the real question is, what about black market cannons that you can buy on the streets? What about that?
0: Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich
1: Zioli Podcast. All right, so masks on children in schools is ridiculous. We've talked about it, of course, a lot. Libs of TikTok on Twitter is great. They do fantastic work exposing some of the nuttiness of the left. Uh, in fact, I'm really impressed by their by their stuff. I like uh, I like what they do over there. They just find stuff. They find stuff that is crazy, and then they they share it with people. Uh, here's one of those things that they shared today. This is a this is a little bit of a tweet. This is uh, I, I, I this guy from his name is Paul Coe. He is the Wake County Public School System. They should change it to Woke County. It should be Woke County, North Carolina. Anyway, this guy explaining why he wants two-year-olds to wear masks.
0: Full mask compliance later down th- their their growth as, as students, right? So when they're at, it's like if you're a two-year-old, you're trying to help them practice for age three and then four when they're going into pre-K classrooms. And then from there, you're trying to help them get into normalized situation, wearing masks potentially in a kindergarten classroom and so forth, right? So that's what we're trying to do, and it's it is with a developmental lens and not a, you must do this or else wins.
1: we want them to be in preparation and my friend just sent me a note she said in um, a school district near me they have them all masked outside waiting when called out on why parents and kids have to be masked outside of the school they say it's not a policy but strongly recommended because clustered together and I'm just going to ask the question of <clears throat> I'll ask this question here why don't they follow the science question mark this virus doesn't spread outside. There are no confirmed cases of outdoor transmission. Period. Um, a- anyway, I you know I it's it's the stupidity of all this. It really is nuts. Kids have to be masked up outside in school now in some of these districts. It's it's getting really crazy out there. I I, I want to say parents have had enough, but they clearly haven't. And I. I, I I hope more parents speak out. I hope more parents are frustrated. As frustrated as I hope I am. By the way, Biden couldn't take questions today. He said he was late for a flight to New York City. Does he think he's like getting on a plane like out of Dallas Airport and then flying to JFK? And then, like He knows he has Air Force One, right? He's late for a flight? <laughs> what? What? He's late for a flight. Eric Garcetti, of course, said he held his breath outside of the game whenever he took a picture with somebody. He he had, uh, he, had, he 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 had had would hold his breath breath outside so that nobody would get COVID. I wouldn't you have loved it if the guy just passed out right there? He didn't inhale. He didn't exhale. He didn't exhale. That's what it was. He did not exhale. This is Biden at the National Prayer Breakfast. You know,
0: when you know one another... When you know, and no matter how badly you disagree, and people think, Rev, that uh, in the days that's divided here, we had we had a lot of flat-out old segregation that's still in our caucus. But Teddy Kennedy would argue like hell with Jim Eastland, then he go down and have lunch. They didn't agree with one another, but they treated each other with respect even in that day. Yeah,
1: you know, we'd hang out with the Seggies, and we'd treat them each other with respect, uh, so that's what was a nice thing to do. We would, we, we, the the Seggies were, you know, you buying lunch today? Uh, well, I would, but I got to save up money for the 50-50 at the clan meeting tonight. So I can't, I can't, you know, what are you going to do? That's always an issue, I guess, for the Seggies because they they're big on raffles from what I've heard. The white supremacists were big on raffles in the Democrat Party back then. The segregationists. I mean, you could have lunch with a segregationist. You can play tennis with one. And then after the tennis match, you just be like, all right, well, I'm going to go and not be a hateful a bigot. And then, But I'll see you tomorrow. And, you know, I guess you just hang out with the segregationists. It's a nice. The Democrat Party. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, how about this one? Kid was made to take a mask out of the trash to wear while her teacher went to get her a spare mask. Felt she couldn't leave the kid unmasked. Too risky. So now we have teachers taking masks out of the garbage and making the kids wear masks out of the garbage. Uh, I need to have this on my show. I... Okay, I need to discuss this on the air tomorrow. You need to get me somebody, please. I, I, need, I need to discuss. That's got to be, I mean, a teacher taking a mask out of the trash. Is, is almost like that nutty teacher that taped the mask to the kid's face in the North Penn District. You know what I mean? They did that. Um, I know I'm kind of weaving in and out here a little bit, but the, 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 the nature of today's podcast is that I did Mark Levin show last night. And got about two hours sleep because I did the, my morning show this morning. And then tonight I got to go to Parks Casino. So I tried to take a nap today. I'm not a big napper. But I also have a 21-month-old daughter. And every time I start to nap, I hear at the top of her lungs, Dad, 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 Dad. My, my, Reagan is just very loud. She's very loud. So I, I, I try to take a nap. And about 10 minutes in, all of a sudden I'm hearing, Dad. That because everything is Dada, you know, everything is Dada. It's a, like Bridget will be giving her lunch and she'll go, do you want more? And she'll go, Dada, are you all done? Dada, you want, you want a snack? Dada, it's every, she's at that point where everything is Dada. She says other words too, but Dada is just a common thing. Like I'll pick her up and I'll throw her around and stuff and gently, gently, of course, you know, just playing with her. And then she'll go, Dada, that means again, Dada, that means do it again, please. So that's what I mean. And so I didn't get a lot of sleep. So if I'm jumping around today, it's only because of that. But also the nature of the news today is a little bit, it's kind of all over the place with Biden's trip to New York. Um, But I noticed that NBC News, as they were talking about Biden's trip to New York today, referred to it as this. President Biden to roll out election year crime messaging, emphasizing increased law enforcement funding and aggressive gun safety enforcement. Okay, gun safety enforcement. So gun safety is one of those words the media has made up. Gun safety. It's one of those words. They've, they've done polling on this, and gun control doesn't poll well with people because Americans like guns. We do, and we like freedom. So they go, well, gun control. How about gun safety? Oh, yeah, because we like safety. Safety is a nice word. And so crime is surging. you got criminals out there, but they'll say gun safety. And that's just another way of saying gun confiscation, gun bans, limits on ammunition, um, restrictions on 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 legal law abiding citizens and what guns they can purchase and how much ammunition they can get. That's what it is. That's what they're doing, and they love and they love that. And then and they'll turn around and go, "Well, who needs a cannon? Nobody's talking about getting a cannon." Well, the the point is that cracking down on on legal guns is not the problem. I mean, that's not the issue here. You're making something that is because they love solutions. They love to find solutions that are that are nothing, and that's what they do. And they do this all the time. And it's a real problem because I know that it's frustrating to people that are law-abiding citizens who have guns. And it's not going to do a damn thing to to cut that back on crime. Nothing. It's not going to do anything to cut back on crime. This is uh, Democrats now going on about defunding the police, which we've talked a lot about how Democrats stand by this. This is about seven minutes of this. I won't play the whole thing and torture you, but this is uh, a little compilation put together actually by the RNC. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, There's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, Take some of the money from policing, about 150 million dollars. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done.
0: Not only do we need to disinvest for in police. But we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts, defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth
1: initiatives and social services. They are talking about reducing uh, the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single... city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing yes i support the defund movement i'm for responsible reallocation of resources and defund the police
0: i think you do all those other things you don't need all the money that's going to the police department so yeah i mean the spirit of it I, i i do support
1: that. yeah and you know a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office Yes to that question. We are going to reduce
0: funding in the police department and redirect that money. There's no reason the police budget
1: should just keep growing and growing and growing. They can make sensible cuts. To we propose to redirect over $7 million from the police bureau. That our city, through our city administrative officer, identified $250 million. In cuts. Rashida Tlaib tweeting, no more policing,
0: incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. When they're saying defund the police, what are they saying? They're saying we want fundamental, basic change
1: when it comes to policing. Uh, and they're right.
0: We are reallocating funds.
1: By the way, that was the love gov, obviously. And, and yeah, that that's fundamental change in policing, which is that you don't let them enforce the law and you don't let them go after criminals. And then this is what you get. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. And there's a parade of nut jobs, nutbags in this whole little montage. Is there not? I mean, a whole bunch of lunatics. Reallocating money towards mental health and, and, and social programs is, is another way to boost and get us closer to a purely socialistic society where you've got more people dependent on something and more people. But again, what is at the, the mindset of this idea of moving money from law enforcement to social work? It's the point that I said at the beginning of the podcast and a point I say all the time is that they view criminals as victims. Criminals are victims of society, and victims don't need to be enforced. Victims need help. Victims need counseling. Victims need to be hugged and coddled. <clears throat> criminals need to be uh, dealt with with enforcement, but if criminals aren't criminals, they're victims. Well, you deal with victims with a hug and and a social worker, not with a with a cop. Get it? That's the mindset. So you understand that's the mindset. Now, this idiot, Eric City the mayor of, of Los Angeles, this guy, as might be my favorite audio clip. My favorite
0: L.A. leaders are standing by their mask policy as we approach Super Bowl Sunday, despite the controversy surrounding L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti and Governor Gavin Newsom, who were maskless at last week's NFL championship game. Those local leaders held a news conference today outside SoFi Stadium, where they laid out what fans could expect before the big game. But after they were done speaking, reporters peppered Garcetti and L.A. County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer about this controversy. I wore my mask the entire game, and I, when people ask for a photograph,
1: I hold my breath and I put it here, and people could see that. There's a zero percent chance of infection from that.
0: The NFL will provide zero chance fan, of infection. A, got of it. Ninety-five mask
1: before entering the stadium. Zero chance of infection. <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah, it's better. <clears throat> That's a lot better. Oh, I feel better now. You feel better? Oof! Wow, that was close. That was a close one. That was a close one. Um, NBC comic Seth Myers. We want to move on from Trump. Do you think the left wants to move on from Donald Trump? I don't. I, I don't. I don't think they want to move on from him at, at all. <laughs> I think they can not... Let go, and they can't. They cannot stop obsessing over Donald Trump. I think every day they go home and do like a rain dance or something. I probably can't say that, can I? Do some sort of a like a Ouija board, Ouija board, like a like a pins and a doll thing. What do you call that with the friggin' the pins to try to get Trump to run again? You know, with the doll and they stick the pins in to get the doll to move around. What a voodoo, voodoo doll thing. I probably can't say that either. Probably appropriating uh, culture Uh, to try to get Trump to run because they need him. They miss him. You know, look, you can't turn on MSNBC or CNN or well, soon you won't be able to turn on CNN probably uh, or any of these other shows without hearing about Donald Trump over and over and over and over and over ad infinitum. You just can't. They can't. They can't help themselves. And they're obsessed. And these late-night, quote-unquote, comics, and they're not funny. None of them are funny. These people, they're the worst of the worst because they need him so badly. They can't quit him, and they need him. They need him back.
0: Look, you guys, I don't want to talk about Trump, but yes, I shouldn't you have to. Normally, when someone stops being president, they go away, and then later they open their library, and you say, damn, he got old, and that's it. But Trump never went away for a second, so we here at Late Night are on the kooby. We've spent the last year or so chronicling the brazen criminality of Trump and his weirdo henchmen who tried to overthrow American democracy, and are almost certainly going to try to do it again in 2024, as we call them the Crooked, Kooky, Cuckoo, Cuckoo. <laughs> if one of them, God forbid, ever buys
1: a Cadillac, we'll have to start calling them the Crooked, Kooky, Cuckoo, Coop, Crew. This is, this is how desperate these Late Night comics are. The Crooked, Kooky, Cuckoo, Cuckoo. We're still, we're still discussing this. This is, this is the funny on late night comedy today. This is the funny with the fake laugh of the audience. You know that applause sign is, oof, oof, that thing is working overtime here. That thing is working overtime. Oh, by the way, the Pentagon is now suggesting that Russia might be planning a false flag operation to justify an invasion in Ukraine. Could the Democrats screw this up anymore? Could, could, they, could, they, could they screw this up any more than they already are? It's amazing to me. And, and by the way, I, I fully believe what I said yesterday about Jeff Zucker um, getting candid at CNN. Nothing to do with the fact that he had a girlfriend uh, who worked there. Not Nothing, please, nothing. He stinks. There's The network stinks. CNN stinks. And that's why Jeff Zucker's gone, period. That's why. That's it. That's it. That's all you need to know. There's nothing else you need to know beyond that. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to that. And I'm telling you right now, the truth of the matter is, is that if Jeff Zucker had brought in 30 more percent for that key demo, he'd still be there. Instead, he lost 30 percent of the key demo. That's the problem right there. Uh, Let's see here. Now, I want to share with you this other clip, too. Uh, Yes, the Republicans, uh, according to the idiots on The View, obviously I'm not going to play this. I've had enough of The View. But the arguments that put out there is that Republicans... Are allowing unfettered access to guns, unfettered access to guns. Do you think it's Republicans who are selling the guns to the criminals in the black market, or allowing the guns to be imported through our very open, porous border? Do you think it was that? Do you think it's that? No, no. How about um, how about this nutbag teacher uh, who yelled at a kid today? This is this is a little clip I saw from in here. Teacher yells at a 13-year-old kid. This is a CBS station telling the story here. Hello. It's the new confederacy
0: flag. No, That's the substitute teacher Amanda McCollum said provoked this verbal altercation in her son's math class.
1: No, it's black, black, white with some blue line in it. <laughs> yeah, thin blue line. Yeah, but
0: it's not American. blue line. That's American. It's American. Mind blown? Um, angry? Heartbroken? Lucas's dad is in law enforcement. The mask, he said, is how he shows support. I worry if, like... They're gonna come on some person, and they have a weapon in their car, and, and it just makes me feel worried. Well, that's the new you know, controversy you know flag. The thin blue line flag resembles the American flag, but has a blue stripe. It's a sign of support for law enforcement, but it's also come to signal opposition to the racial justice movement. McCollum said that is a concern, but politics and this delivery don't belong in the classroom. I don't want my kids to not wear them or not feel like they should support the things that they support.
1: That's it. Thin blue line is the new Confederate flag. You see what they try to do about painting cops as racist, as crime sores in this country? Guns are the problem and cops are the problem. Democrats will never learn. They will never learn. This is why they're going to get their asses, excuse me, their butts handed to them in November. There's a red wave is coming, being driven by their soft on crime policies. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day.